welcome to the Focus Film Podcast. We've been gathered here today by an, a force that we have no control over called the Scorsese Ghost, Martin Scorguli. And he's told us that we need to talk about three-hour films and what we think about them. I'm joined by Gareth, I'm joined by Becky, I'm joined by Ollie, and the release of Killers of the Flower Moon has had people talking because it's three hours and 26 minutes long. And that puts people off. I've spoken to multiple people this week who have said, people say, what did you think of it? Oh, I don't, and they'll go, oh, I don't want to go because it's so long. And it is true. And we were lucky enough to have an interval. So we thought we'd talk about this because I think Napoleon is nearly three hours. Um, there's a couple of other things coming soon that are three hours. Avengers Endgame, which was a big Hollywood blockbuster, hit the three hour mark. Batman. So it? the Batman was three hours. So is there a space still for three hour films? And yeah, that's the first question. Do you think there's still a space for three hour films? Yes. Yeah. I would say so. Um, I think that, well, Martin Scorsese said himself, I think he quote, this is a quote that um, people should respect the cinema. You can sit on your ass and watch TV all day. Yep. So mm. why can't you sit in cinema for three and a half hours? And I agree. Yeah. I know there's issues because at home you can pause and go for a wee, etc. So provided that there's an interval, even if there's not, I mean, just go for a wee. It's not the end of the world. But um, I don't see an issue. In fact, it, it differentiates the cinema from um, the home experience. How many three-hour films do you think you've seen? Mm, not many. Not many. Because I think that's as much as I think I wouldn't say, no, hate them, they shouldn't exist. I personally would prefer to watch a shorter film just for attention span and mm-hmm. just general viewing pleasure. But that's not to say I haven't watched three-hour films and enjoyed them like Endgame. I feel like that that didn't drag. That is the exact time it needs to be for all that happens to happen. There's so much to cram into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and is, is Avatar 3, the first one of both of them, three hours? I think the second one was over three hours, was it? I think so. Because I remember um, it wasn't the first one released on like two DVDs or something because it was so long. I'm sure that was under, but... Only just. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Same just, principle. Yeah. The new one, 192 minutes. So yeah, it's over. Because I think there's, there's a fine line between, great, you've got this much time to explore the characters or you've got this much time to drag out a story that could have been done in two and a half or two. Or, yeah, yeah. So I, th- I think it really does depend on the film, on the director, on what you enjoy. But yeah, I wouldn't say they shouldn't be around. I just probably, like, for example, I didn't go and see... What's it called? Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon in cinema. I'm not saying I won't watch it, but I don't want to, because I don't know if I'm actually going to fully enjoy it. I wouldn't go see that in the cinema yeah, yeah. because of the length. So it's definitely a factor. Yeah. It, it, well, we were lucky to have an interval because I was getting yeah, restless that. just before the interval. So I think I'd like, I don't think I'd have enjoyed it as much if we didn't have that break. We were very excited when that, that message came up. It was, it was a nice thing to experience yeah have an interval yeah. they should definitely bring them back for three hour films yeah and a great way for them to make more money go get yeah, more you, tweets you yeah, did. exactly I did, did I went and got a water yeah so what about you Ollie how many three hour films do you think you watched I've probably seen about ten um I went to look for ones that I didn't know because I thought I wanted to say it's yes and no I was going to say like you have to you have to earn the right to be able to make a three hour film sure but I genuinely couldn't find any three-hour films that I probably hadn't seen or heard of. Right, okay. Um, there Obviously, there will be some out there, but, like, it's always, like, the big ones that have, like, a sense of scale to them. 
especially in recent years. My point about it is what are the top three highest grossing films of all time? Well, Avatar's there, Titanic, um, and Avengers. Isn't it? Yeah. All, all around the yeah, three yeah, hour yeah, mark. Yeah, yeah. So That's very good points. So people, they're events, they're events in there. When they're, when they're that big. So why then does something like The Irish, the longest film I've got on here that I've seen is the, well, unless you count Zack Snyder's Bloody Justice League, the longest I've got on here is The Irishman. So why is it that, like, The Irishman and Killers of the Fire Moon, two longest films I've watched, Scorsese, they haven't had massive cinema, st- like Barbie-sized cinema experiences or endgame size or Avatar or Titanic. Why don't those films specifically pull why are they enough to put people off because they're it's so long? The, the difference, aren't they? Like, this is a drama. Yeah. Whereas Avatar's actiony, big blockbuster, so the, Titanic. The target market then. Yeah. And the yeah. marketing budget. The marketing budget for Barbie wasn't that literally the same as, if not more than what the, the film cost to make. Yeah, yeah. Barbie, they went, they went to town, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Absolutely mental, yeah. That is, that is part of it. It's And, and like the, the cult following of the director, yeah. the actors, it, it's, all, it's all part of it. But then Oppenheimer, mm. that I don't think that would have been as big as it was if it wasn't for Barbie. No. But that was three hours. <clears throat> yeah. And people went to see that. I was restless in that. But that's because that's the first time I'd, <laughs> I'd gone to the cinema that wasn't the Odeon looks with the recliners. So I was a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, make a difference. <laughs> my legs were proper twitching. That's, that's my point about earning the right to make a three-hour film. Because if, like, is it, are we cinema files? Would you... Cinephiles, yeah. Cinephiles. Um, The fact it's Chris Nolan, you automatically go, okay, yeah, three-hour film. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I get, like, like you can do whatever you want. Same maybe with Scorsese for certain people. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at my list. I've got, I count 17 over eight hours. And I can top your Irishman with Lawrence of Arabia. That was longer than... That was four hours. Nearly four hours, yeah. But I watched that in bed. I had COVID. I had nothing else to do. Um, well, I don't know if I could do four hours in the cinema. Is um is Doctor Zhivago like five hours or something? Yeah. Something stupid. See, what I w- is the longest film of all time? Guesses for how long you think the longest ever feature film is. Six hours. Six hours. I'm gonna go eight hours. I'm gonna go eighteen hours. Oh. <laughs> Gareth's closest, 21 hours uh, what, what is it? five minutes. It's a Bangladeshi film that came out in 2019 called Amra Ekta Cinema Banabo. Won't be watching. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, the next one is 873 minutes. What's the longest, what, that we know? Yeah, <laughs> that's why. Longest, longest Western. <laughs> it's got to be like one of the extended Lord of the Rings. Well, isn't Return of the King already over three hours? Yes. They stick about half an hour of credits on them, those, though, yeah. don't they? War and Peace oh. is three hours and 28 minutes. The Irishman is three hours 29. Titanic, three hours 30. Uh, Ben-Hur, three hours 32. The biggest waste of time over three hours I've watched is Pearl Harbor. Anyone seen that? No. Garbage. Is that... Have you seen it? <laughs> no. Like no. It. <laughs> <laughs> Not seen it. <laughs> Who's the director? Uh... Michael Bay. Ah, uh, I was going to say Zack Snyder. Ben Affleck. It's an insult Kate to Beckinsale. one of them. The Green Mile, that was a lot. And that's over three hours. That I made think. me cry. I'm in heaven. Um, the longest the, like US film has been Cleopatra. 
guesses? That's probably four hours. Five. Is it is it longer than like the Irishman and Yeah, it's long yeah. Five. Yeah, I'll go for four yes. hours as well. Four hours eight. So that's longest. And then after that, the next longest is Zack Snyder's Justice League at four hours two minutes. See that's I can accept that because it's made for like streaming services. Wasn't the Irishman released on Netflix? Netflix yeah. yeah. So is that mm. like is that like the way in for directors to make even longer films if you have the Yeah, maybe. The ability to pause. Yeah, yeah. If you were watching Endgame and you had to put a interval at some point in that film, Ooh, from the best of your knowledge, remembering it, where would you put that interval? The time jump. The second they go. They go, they all split up. Um, yeah. Or the, mm, right, that's a okay. good shout. I think it is like near enough halfway. Yeah, because it is split into three acts, but it it's not split hour by hour that way. Yeah. Mm. Becky? I, I can't think of anything better. Okay. I don't know what you're on about, so <laughs> <laughs> good God, man! Imagine if, like, it's the bit when they've they've come back, they've lost Natasha. Spoilers! I think you already you already know how it's going to play out when they head back, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know what's been done. Whereas you don't know how the mission's going to go, so you could treat it as its own half. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like in Killers of the Flower Moon, it gave us a chance to sit and talk about... They go back in time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just before Ant-Man comes in. Now, it gave us time to talk about like what had happened at that point. I think it's important to have that time in cinema to talk about... It's like in Murder Mysteries. I went to watch Murder Mystery play and it was nice to have an interval where I could chat. I went with my mum and we could chat about who we thought did it. I think it's the only way that cinema is going to survive is to make it more an event again, like yeah. it was yeah. when it first started. So it needs something like There's that. There's obviously a calling for it with the Barbie and Oppenheimer business. Yeah. Like mm. it's still a thing. I guess as well, it's like, it is the appeal of how, how people watch. Cause I guess with everything either being on streamers or people preferring to be at home, the sense of like binge, binge watching, you could yeah, watch yeah. three or four episodes of something and that could equate to the same length as watching a film yeah, in the sure. cinema. It's just, it's the the act of, oh yeah, just one more, yeah, just one yeah, more. And yeah. I guess each episode will start and end like a film, like there'll probably be a cliffhanger or, you know, you're going on shorter journeys. So I guess it is either, yeah, mixing in a few shorter like feature films amongst the bigger ones or yeah, doing things like that, that make it more of an event, make, yeah. make, it, make it a reason why people want to go to the cinema. I saw something the other day, um, which means it was definitely on TikTok. Um, that <laughs> I read something. The other day. <laughs> I just like, heard from someone <laughs> um, that there's a one of the view cinemas or view in general are streaming Harry Potter in 4K, the biz, everything. And somebody posted like, we can literally watch them all on Netflix. Like, why would we pay? And it's like, but it's the event. Yeah. Like, some yeah, people yeah, would yeah. love that. Like, it is. A, it's a different way of watching. So I think, yeah, it's take, taking what people enjoy and turning that into what make cinema different yeah and they get like fancy popcorn holders with yeah. Harry Potter on yeah. and like the ta- Taylor Swift showing her concert yeah, in yeah. cinemas has been huge like pe- again people buying the popcorn things yeah, and yeah. I had a thought like do you think it would be a big thing for cinema if instead of like just showing old films all the time like it was a one day one evening there was like every month there was one big film that was shown everywhere so that there'd be more or maybe not even monthly but like, so there's a hype behind like, oh my, we can go and watch 
Jurassic Park it because at the minute it's just everything just it just all just re-released yeah it's, it's just everything re-released all together and it's just that like, I don't go oh I'm gonna go watch that because it's like oh that will probably show in cinema again at some point and I'll see it then would it be better to like just show a once, I mean, once still down to advertising isn't it because they do do that like every Valentine's Day they'll bring out Titanic and yeah people are like oh we've got to go got to mm. go see that but then you're only hearing about that because it's Valentine's Day and they're pushing they did it. That. This uh, everywhere was playing The Shining on horror, on yeah, uh, yeah. horror, on, <laughs> on horror. <laughs> um, but yeah, but if you actually looked at the cinemas, they were all showing it, but no one made a big thing of it. What about if they did like a mystery showing? So it'd be yeah. like eighties yeah, rom com. Places do that, but yeah, they everywhere was doing it. Yeah, like be. in the they do that at Cineworld. Um, just call it unlimited screening and you don't unless you go looking for it and somebody's told somebody what it is you don't know until you sit right. down is that another one that's like it's a film that's coming out soon yes yeah because Odeon do that and you end up seeing films that you wouldn't normally mm. think yeah, about yeah. seeing so mm. sometimes that's great and sometimes it's like mm, should we go I think the Phoenix which is an independent cinema in Leicester do um like you're saying, Becky, like where it could be anything, but all you know is the age rating and the genre, I think. Right. And then it could be anything else, but it like old and new. Here's another thing. Two 90 minute movies as a double bill in the cinema, like classic two 90 minutes mm. with an interval. What yeah. are you saying? Why not? I'm in. You're in? Yeah. In, in. I've done it once. Done I think, once. Um, I don't know if they are 90 minutes. Um, they did a double bill of X-Men First Class and Days of Future Past. Um, X-Men First Class being out for like a few years mm. um, and it was quite it was quite good obviously you have that interval so you've got the time to obviously yeah, talk yeah, and sure. um, but at the same time it was really weird because even though the film had only been out for a few years uh, you could send you could see like the quality of the actual mm. film itself compared to the new one mm. it was like a bit of a jump I think we'll see a lot more like uh, the Barbie and Oppenheimer situation i think there'll be more marketing stints like that where mm. they try and pair two very different films wasn't up. the last everybody says the last one was like the dark knight and mamma mia yeah like yeah 20 years ago or yeah, something. yeah. 20, 20 years ago mm, 2008 15 6 15 years oh i thought you said 2015 yeah, yeah. no <laughs> yeah 15 years yeah i guess my like the last question on it is we as people now are in tune to things like tiktok and instagram reels and things where we scroll and we make our minds up on things in naught point however many seconds on whether we're going to stay on it or not and that's just the nature of how our brains work and how they've evolved now why is it that now is the time that three hour films are coming back into fashion things that, that this year we've had oppenheimer mission impossible dead reckoning part one wasn't quite but it was like pushing towards that mm. um like a lot of films not even three hours but a lot of films are like two and a half hours or more so why is it that they're more popular when our brain capacity and our concentration is in theory decreasing i guess for that reason though because if we're so used to day-to-day only wanting things quick only wanting to you know get the like there's even been because tiktok now that like some i don't know if everyone can do it now or it's only some creators that you can post up to 10 minutes on tiktok yeah 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 but there's been times where i've skipped through or been like oh it's too long because when i'm on there i know i just want a quick fix quick entertainment but the point of watching a film is you're engrossed for this amount of time yeah so i guess people that don't watch films just don't watch films but 
people most people have watched films in the past yeah, yeah. and can appreciate that it's a different different kind of content it's a different medium of art so it's just what you I, th- I think it's nice to have have a break have a change like every now and again you'll be like oh actually let's see what's on youtube let's watch a youtube video and that's a bit longer than tiktok and then it's okay let's watch an episode of something yeah, yeah. and like everyone has their preferred episode like i prefer a 30 minute over uh, anything longer than that because it's just quick easy to watch but that's not to say if there was a series that was longer i wouldn't watch it it's just i'd be in a different mindset would watch it at a different time so it's preparing yourself for the mindset yeah. of what you're watching or yeah something. i'd say so and the difference it's nice to have variety yeah i i think it's like a fight back from the filmmakers for like a, an art perspective mm-hmm. that people are aware of this situation where yeah. as you said it's short micro content there's there's an effort to make art now and it's going to be this long. You know, we've got to fight for cinema basically. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people like Scorsese and um, I don't know how involved Tom Cruise is in the actual like direction and yeah. length and editing of films, but um, people seem to give him the credibility for stuff like Top Gun Maverick as well. Yeah. 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 And I don't think I'll, we have changed fundamentally though. It's only TikTok that's making us like that. We're still capable of watching these films and Yeah. Um I'm not saying the capability's then, gone, it's just yeah. the want for it. But I suppose is it is there the want there? Because ticket sales are down, people mm. still going towards TV and So you you don't think that there has been because my attention span has definitely decreased in the past couple of years, I've noticed. Yeah. The thing with cinema is that you can't really look at your phone. I know some knobheads do, but it takes away that thing of your phone's there. I'm going to look at it. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. I read a book about it um, and that, yeah, we're just just used to, um, as soon as you pick it up once, basically, you're done for. So if you can just not pick it up. Yeah, yeah. And be able just to focus on one thing. We've all got the ability to focus on one thing. Yeah. but it's social media's fault that it's, it's well, well documented, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. The never ending scroll. Well, it's like when we said when we came out of the pandemic, going to the cinema, the amount of people that then were on their phones that yeah. weren't mm. beforehand um, in the cinema, that yeah. it, it shows because we got so used to just being on them all the time. But I just don't know if there is an appetite. I just wonder whether the young, how many people of the younger generation have gone to watch Killers of the Flower Moon that aren't cinephiles already. Uh, I mean, I doubt many, yeah. yeah. And all the other three-hour films. Yeah. Um, unless, like, I don't know about Avatar. But then I, I also think blockbusters aren't particularly an event anymore because there's so there's been yeah. so much of it. Something like Mission Impossible should have been a lot bigger at the box office than it was. But then I think, like, with, like, this might just be where my brain goes because of what I do for work, but in some ways is that also because of how the, I don't know who it would be, is it the production companies are marketing it? Yeah, but I think, like, Mission using Mission Impossible as an example, that was marketed fairly well in that it was the whole thing of him going off the cliff on the bike. Like, it was quite a big thing for a few years, but I think it's I think it's partly to do with release dates. Yeah. I think it, it was just before Barbie and Oppenheimer, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think by the time that had been out a week, it just sort of, just sort of moved on. But it's like for, like, I keep forgetting, Killers of the what? Flower Moon. Flower Moon. <laughs> I keep going to say Moonflower. Um, 
I only knew about that because you put it in the list of trailers up for reviews. I hadn't seen like whereas other films I'll, I'll see like they're posting the trailers or snippets on TikTok on YouTube ads and like things like that. So is it actually, you know, that yes they're saying or oh, people aren't going to the cinema anymore or whatever, but who is actually doing something to then yeah, change yeah, yeah. decisions? I think it's a mix of changing like the fact that you used to see trailers when you'd sit and watch like just Saturday night telly. Yeah. And now less people are doing that because people, a lot of people opt to watch it on catch up or, mm. um, or just don't watch Saturday, like even mm. in telly or anything like that. I think it's partly to do with that. I think, yeah, the world of marketing has just changed and film is still kind of adapting to it. There's certain people, like you said, with Barbie who had it absolutely nailed on. They knew what they were doing or like Puss in Boots when they did that Hot Ones episode with Puss in Boots. Genius. So funny. And it's something so simple. Having one sort of deal that works, yeah. I think is. I I was going to say, how did you used to find out about films before like mobile phones and mm. like the internet and all that stuff? <laughs> I got the right person in the room. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, like I've, how you personally. I, I genuinely don't remember. Oh, um, TV. Really? like trailers on TV in between programs and stuff. Then I, I used to go to the cinema a lot anyway. Yeah. Pa- newspapers, magazines. Oh, um, what was your, what would you radio? Use? I was going to say, I, w- I always used to notice films on like the side of buses. Yeah. Yeah, and they're always on buses, aren't they? If you were in the cinema, you'd always see like the poster for something and think, oh wow, that's coming soon. That's that's what I was going to say. The, one of the audience near us used to have signs up above of everything coming like in the next sort of nine months. Um, like you said, that's like you see the posters in there, and you'd be like, "Oh, that—that's the only way I can remember knowing what films were coming out." And you wouldn't even know the runtime of the film going into it, so you wouldn't have a no, the no, chance no. to, you know, no. deter think, from it. I think cinemas are doing what they can, like get offers for tickets and yeah. things like that. But yeah, I think it, like the movie production themselves is potentially on them to kind of get the word out yeah. there a bit more but then again they can't change how people live their lives and if people don't want to watch three hour films then they won't but, but then yeah maybe they're offering something different aren't they mm. I think that's maybe why they're trying three hour films it's, it's an alternative to what we've got at home yeah and the more they can do that that's the only way it's what happened when TV was invented they needed to find ways so the, the style of movie changed or um so maybe longer and sitting at the cinema longer is the way that makes it different to sitting yeah. at home watching, did, scrolling. Did they play more trailers in the interval? No. no, no. It was just, it was silent, wasn't it? There wasn't even any music. Oh. Gareth was like, it'd be nice to do the Missed opportunity, isn't it? I, I did one years ago. I think they put an interval in The Hateful Eight, Quentin Tarantino. Mm. And that was... Like the whole film is like a play anyway. Yeah. So that it made a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, it was just sort of weird. The lights come on, everybody goes out, like goes to the toilet, gets yeah, popcorn yeah. or whatever. And, but it does give people a chance to chat. So, and also when they played it, they played it like a minute before where it stopped so that you got back into the rhythm of the film. I really liked that. Like, so it wasn't just like, where we go picking up where we left off. It gave you the minute before and you were like, okay, back in, back into it. Um, oh, yeah. I do, I do, I've never, I've never experienced that. I do think I'd enjoy that. Even like a, like not even three, I wouldn't say for a very short, like 90 minute film, you don't need it, but. Two and a half hours. Yeah. Just that, like, but not even 
just for toilet break or whatever it's just like you say to talk about it or just gather your thoughts to think okay what actually is happening here because it can be overwhelming if it's quite fast-paced or if it is a horror or something like yeah. that it kind of adds to the experience then you that was take a minute my final question was like what point what time do you think is long enough that you want an interval two and a half hours is that what you're saying yeah yeah two and a half yeah yeah i'd say so yeah. i think most people would would be like, all right, I better go to the toilet. And then by the time they get back, they think, I've been to the toilet. I'm not that interested. I'm out of it. Maybe mm. having a break in between that people could do that, they, they would be more yeah, invested. Yeah, yeah. I guess as well, it's then another indicator as well on how much you're enjoying it. Because if you're thinking, how is it not the interval yet? Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. often do when you go to theatre yeah. like, and shows and things sometimes you're a bit like time watching to be yeah, a bit like yeah, is, yeah. God, is it nearly nearly you interval time yet you long for the interval even though you yeah. might be enjoying what you're watching whereas if it's something you're really enjoying it'll be like oh, it's, it's been an hour already like it adds then again adds to the experience and the amount of times you look at a film runtime you're like oh god it's it's over two hours mm. you, you, even though it could be the best film ever it's still like uh so knowing that over two and a half hours you'd get an interval i think yeah that's a yeah, good, good i'm option. all for it yeah 90 minutes in interval no hour and 20 minutes in interval and then you've only got less than an hour to go yeah bosh so this whole thing is basically a campaign for an interval, for an bring interval. Back intervals. yeah bring them back we like them yeah. are they ever there who do we tell bring back yeah they used to be like traditional like if you watch like the one example that comes to mind is oliver has an intermission bit where there's music Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> over over just the word intermission and it's like five minutes yeah it used to be the done thing yeah bring it back we used to have intervals before the film started we had a b film we had a, a a b movie which was like a cartoon you used to have that growing up no the b we've movie. seen b movies yeah so it used to be like the <laughs> It used to be like the Pink Panther or something, a quick short. Well, like Pixar. Yeah. Pixar short. No, but if the film was Toy Story, yeah, there would be a cartoon beforehand. Yeah, like like Pixar. Where Pixar short short films. Films. But it wouldn't be a Pixar short film. It would be whatever the cinema right. wanted to show. I see. It used to be Pink Panther. The Babadook. <laughs> the Babadook, yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> my favourite thing was, because they had a kiosk at the front of the cinema, our cinema, and we all noted the old woman walking down with a little tub of change. She'd go in the kiosk, a light would come on, and we'd all be like ready to go, to go and queue at the front for our fruit gums or whatever. Well, you can say mugger. <laughs> <laughs> Grab the tin. <laughs> I sound like in Victorian oh, times. Oh, yeah. no. That's what we used to do. And then 10 minutes before the film, we'd mugger um, or get popcorn or whatever. And then we knew, it's just, it was the done thing. It was amazing. Even that helped. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm 72 years old. Thanks for listening to the Focus Film Podcast. You have been listening to Gareth, Becky, Ollie and me, Ellis. You can follow us at Focus Film Blog on Instagram and TikTok and you can read our new Substack, Focus Film. Focus Film.